Hey everyone, you're listening to the Rock Channel Podcast, episode number 10. Yes, we made it to 10. We have made it. I know. That's it. We I, have arrived. I am retiring. Retired. Today's topic is about egos that most local bands have. When none times out of 10, they are horrible to begin with. So let's kick this shiznit off. Boom. Rightly. All you crazy mamma jammas out there, Tyson here and Victor here. Welcome to the Rock Channel Podcast. If this is your first time listening, then thank you for joining us. The Rock Channel Podcast is produced every week for your enjoyment, with extra episodes being recorded available upon subscription on our website found at www.therockchannel.net. Tune in often and feel free to add the podcast to your favorite RSS feed or iTunes. You can also follow us on Twitter at rockchannel underscore net or like us on Facebook. All links are in the show notes. Now let's get into the show. All right, guys. So just like we start off every show, we're going to dive right into our lead topic. We are discussing today uh, the enormous egos that a lot of rock, local rock bands have when they're not talented to begin with. This is going to be an interesting and uh, controversial discussion. Yes, it is. So, I get some flack. <laughs> let's do this. All right. Um, just basic uh, summaries of what we're going to discuss in the topic. Uh, local bands and their enormous egos. And, you know, I've been in the music scene since for, for quite a few years now. And yes, you are very old. And it's been mostly local. So, my what I've seen is... Bands that are super talented mm-hmm. are generally not as egotistical. And then I've noticed bands that absolutely suck, but they just have connections here and there. And they're just not talented at all. And their egos are through the roof. They're like, we're too good for this. Blah, 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 blah. What are your views? Well, I've, I've seen mixed. I mean, I, I have to say I have seen a few of the bands that were freaking killer mm-hmm. that also had like... They wouldn't even freaking... I've seen that too. ...notice you. Uh, but I have to say that I haven't seen them a few years later as a made band. So I'm pretty sure they were probably because of their personalities. Ego sort killed of, the band. Yeah. Uh, sort of should shut themselves in the foot there. Uh, but people, people don't like it. Yeah, I know. Yeah. Like coming from fans' perspective, I hate it. And, and, and not only that, but when you're talking about you know, with someone from a label or with someone from a radio or with someone from whatever the fuck you're doing. If you're starting, uh, you know, with a superiority complex, that guy will just tell you to fuck right off because, okay, you may be a good band, but there's thousands of good bands out there. It's not like anyone is, uh, you know, running out of good bands. There's so many bands that uh, just being good is not, not good enough, basically. Well, I've seen it more than often. Mediocre bands yeah, that have huge that's, egos. That's the, that's the case, too. And let me tell you right now, not only do other musicians see it that you play with, but fans see it as well. And I'm not talking about, yeah, okay, say you're a mediocre or shitty band, and you have this, this, this ego. Fans will see it. Even if you're being what you think is nice to them, they're still going to see that it's a fake nice. 
and they're going to, they're going to see it and they're not going to want to see you again because of your superiority complex. And it's just, it really fucking grinds my gears because if you're a shitty band or a mediocre band, then you should tone it down and you should have that much more of a non-ego because you got to make up for you being shitty. But yeah. do they know they're shitty? Well, do they know they're mediocre? That's the problem. Uh, some people, I mean, you have a whole spectrum here. You have amazing people who don't trust themselves. Yeah. And they say they're, you know, they're shitty or whatever. And you have shitty people who think they're God's gift to... That's like karaoke people. Guitars or voice or They go to karaoke or, yeah. or they're a lead singer in a band. Yeah. And they've been told by their friends and their family and stuff that they're amazing because they don't have the balls to tell them that they suck. And so they got it stuck in their head that they're amazing. Yeah. Like, do you actually hear yourself? <laughs> do you hear yourself? Like, I know whenever I record my voice and I play it back... Like, who the fuck is that? That sounds like shit. Yeah. That's because I want it to be perfect. And I can tell maybe those people don't have an ear for, for horribleness or what sounds good and what does not sound good. Maybe they just, they've been told so many times that they're amazing that yeah, just, yeah. they believe it. Yeah. I mean, it's a, it's the usual problem when you get off stage and you go to someone, how was it? They're not going to say that. What are they supposed to do? It was fucking horrible, dude. <laughs> dude, you suck. And just turn around and walk off. Yeah. Dude, you suck. Man, that was the most putrid pile <laughs> of garbage. Here, I want my money back. Can yeah. you arrange that? <laughs> so, yeah, I mean, uh, this, is an, uh, this is an issue uh, with, uh, I guess, any, asking anyone their opinion. Um, because when you, when you are amazing... Everyone says you're amazing, but mm -hmm. when you're, when you're suck, everyone will still say you're good. The, the, I mean, they, they probably won't be like, oh my God, that was amazing. But they'll still be like, oh man, yeah, that was Ooh, good. When does uh, enough become enough? Yeah. Like they won a contest or this or that. And so boom, they think they've made it and they think, oh, we're going places. Yeah. Uh, especially with winning a contest. I mean that, you know. That could be lack of the draw. That could be the way they do it. Like for example, I I, uh, I was part uh, of a few contests back uh, back in Europe, and the issue was always part of the. So so you had the show, and you had like three judges, let's say, mm -hmm. and half of the grade was those judges, but then half of the grade was the people at the show. But the judges may have a certain yeah, okay. perspective. Yeah, because they like a certain type <laughs> yes. of music or not. But I'm saying even beyond that, our, our wishes were never that. We almost always won the judges. Mm. The problem is you have this freaking high school band who comes in with the entire class. You have like 50 people there that are like close friends with mm -hmm. them. And of course, they're all going to even they, they think they absolutely reeked. They're going to vote with these guys. And you... You are there and you have like 20 people and you could be freaking Metallica and the other dudes could be like some garage sucky band and they're still going to freaking get more votes just because they brought the people in to... And to me, that's a form of cheating because I, I mean, they were bringing their parents, their grandparents. They're yeah. just like, dude, we're just, you know, just relax. And they left right afterwards. <laughs> exactly. We'll see. Yeah. It, 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 I completely agree with that but also there is another aspect of ego uh, say you got a local band and they're going around and not only are they talking shit on every other band and stuff because they think they've made it but they're like to the point of 
this 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 place is too small. I'm not playing it anymore. Like for one, have respect for what brought you up in the industry. Like have respect because if it wasn't for those small intimate places, you never would have had a place to play to start your shitey band in the first place. So yeah, but um, there's some places where my drum set won't fit. <laughs> exactly. But no, what I'm saying is. These small, intimate places, man, I love playing there because you get to talk to the people, you get to have fun. Uh, generally, you get to play over 10 minutes when, you know, yeah. you, you know, it, it's just no, a there's, lot. There's definitely a whole different vibe from a big show to one of those, the, 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 the small shows. It doesn't feel commercialized. It doesn't feel... Yeah, I mean, you, you can just... You can just relax. That's that's the whole thing. And then you you play more for the fun of it than for mm -hmm. oh I got the I got the impressed I got mm -hmm. the you know even if stuff is not like a hundred percent perfect you're still having a good time. The people are still because they see it as a more genuine uh, experience. Yeah, exactly. Uh, so any band should definitely have uh, both uh, both experiences. In fact, I think one of our news stories that we're not talking about is Iron Maiden bitching yeah. that they're closing small. Yeah, uh, small UK, rock yeah. venues, you know, because even and then and I've seen an interview with Metallica a whole bunch of time ago that they, you know, they say, okay, we usually just play huge freaking arenas, but every once in a while we get this like select club where we have a show and we absolutely enjoy that to the ends of the earth. Even though they just played for a hundred thousand people yesterday, yeah, today they played for like two hundred people, and it's like it's totally different. Well, I mean. For bands that are going around saying this place is too small, blah, 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 when they haven't really made it in the first place. Well, yeah, that, that is what I consider too. an yeah. ego problem. Yeah. And before we get on to more of this topic and reading off a few top 10 reasons of, for what's going to make your band fail, blah, blah, blah. All I have to say to all you local bands out there who think you're the shit whenever you suck and you can't hold a note to save your life, you better check yourself before you wreck yourself. No, 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 no. <laughs> Oh, okay. Uh, for non-video right here, we have a Star Trek shirt that has Spock on it, and he's got the live long and prosper, hold it up like a gang sign, and it says, trek yourself before you wreck yourself. So that's Save. what we got to say to all you local <laughs> hippity-dippity bands, okay? Trek yourself before you wreck yes. yourself. Yes. <laughs> uh, we're going to read off a few uh, key points uh, from a couple articles that we think is the, you know, basically, this is what will make a band Fail. Okay? So. Uh, and by no means this list is, is exhaustive. No, no. <laughs> there are numerous. <laughs> yes. We're going to read off a few key points that we think is should not be done in the industry. Okay. <laughs> On the first article, this one right here. Full disclosure. Uh, this is coming from the guy who wrote this article. I'm in a band that's trying to make it. Before you call me a hypocrite and shut your lap laptop in disgust. Hypocrite. <laughs> Know that I am prepared and expecting to fail just like every other local band I've encountered. Well, that's someone without an ego. Uh, here's why your friend's band will inevitably break, break up before hitting the big time. How do you know? Maybe it's false modesty. Maybe. Maybe he does have an ego. Maybe he's lying. There's a lot of fuckers out there. Fuckaroos and fuckaroos. All right. Uh, number one, your band sucks. This has got to be the most prevalent and... Uh, Powerful reason for mm -hmm. bands that not doing do not it. make it. Yeah, do not make it. Um, if your band sucks, this is not coming from the article. Uh, my theory is why you don't make it is you may have a couple bands out there that are telling you that you're awesome and amazing, but 
you're not going to have the majority of the United States or the world saying you're awesome. And that's why you will not get signed to a label because it's just your friends and family. If you start noticing after a year of being in a local band and it's just your friends and family commenting on your Facebook, Instagram, etc., saying that you're good, like Jeff Foxworthy would say, not good. like Jeff Foxworthy would <laughs> here's say, your sign. here's your sign. <laughs> okay. Your band sucks. Take a group of friends, put instruments in their hands, and this is usually what you'll get. It takes years to create an environment in which good songs can be crafted efficiently by a group of people. Uh, they say it takes up to two years to actually find your sound um, with any given band, if you're decent. Uh, it's a fragile process that requires talent, a common goal, dedication, and leaving egos at the door. Uh, it can. Are you doing that? Uh, <laughs> Well, like I said, a front man has to have a certain amount of confidence. Mm -hmm. uh, I don't have that's, ego. No, there excuse. are a lot, trust me, a lot of even local bands here in, here in Kansas City that are better than me. Okay, I've played with other bands that I know. I'm you just know, saying. You don't have to. <laughs> there are, and I'm saying saying this first and foremost, I, I think if you're a perfectionist, and me personally, I don't think I have a great voice at all, but that's what keeps me striving to be better. So, uh, it can all be ruined by one egotistical member who thinks his ideas are always the best. My ideas are always the best. <laughs> what are you talking about? <laughs> <laughs> one member who never shows up, drummer, <laughs> as in parentheses, drummer. That's hilarious. Okay. I drive four hours for I know. every rehearsal. This guy would have the one reason not to show up, I, I've got to say, and he makes it every practice. And one person who's bad at their instrument. <clears throat> but we're all friends, so it's not like we can kick him out, right? It's hard to strike a balance between friendship and working relationships, which is why the most successful bands weren't started by friends, but acquaintances. Uh, wrapping up this, your band sucks. That's it, so we, I have to freaking quit this band, because yep. I can't. You're more than an acquaintance. It won't yep. work, man. That's true. Uh, wrapping up the you will suck up. Uh, portion of this is, believe it or not, even outside the band, friends and family are the worst enemy for a new band. Sure, they'll come to the shitty shows at the local dive bar and cheer them on no matter how many unsure guitar solos and drum beats that don't stop with the songs uh, there are, they'll reassure the band that they're really good and that they're going to be rock stars. See? This is exactly our point. It's friends and family are the ones that keeping these bands going and keeping in their heads. So fucking guys, awesome. so guys, it's all your fault. Stop encouraging. Yes, people who suck. Friends, family, mother, uh, sister, uncle, aunt. It's all your fault, man. That's uh, it. Girls who think the dude's hot in the band, stop encouraging people that actually you know in your heart suck. Be honest. All right, and that's the end of most band development. They lose their motivation to get better because they think they're awesome. Improving takes work and isn't always fun, but jamming with your friends and slapping some songs together is easy as buying a nice camera and calling yourself a photographer. Boom! A photographer. All right. Um, is there any other points you want to take from this article? On uh, Well, that, that's pretty much it. I mean, it's... Uh this this one thing, and I've you know I've I've seen friend bands uh, struggle with this. Uh, you always see these bands where there's at least one dude who everyone knows mm -hmm. shouldn't freaking be in music. Yeah, 
But, you know, it's like, yeah, but we've kind of known each other for like the past 15 years. Mm -hmm. And, you know, and it's he does a and what what always kills me is this. Well, he does an okay job. I mean, is dude, that what you want? The fact that the, the the idiot doesn't drop his sticks or doesn't drop his guitar or doesn't just fall over himself and stabs himself with the bass doesn't mean <laughs> that he can freaking make it in a band. I mean, mm -hmm. again, it's hard enough to make it in the music industry mm -hmm. when you have a fucking killer band. The second you start adding crap, you just kill it. That's it. There's, there's no, it, it's not, maybe it was possible like in the seventies and eighties, you know, for a band to have like a mediocre basis to make it or, but mm -hmm. those days are gone. Right now there's hundreds of thousands of bands. And there's bands out there, there's, there's bands that I discover all the time that I've never heard of. You listen to them and you're like, oh my God. Yep. You know, and that's what you have to uh, freaking fight with. Yeah. Uh, but there's a, a band I just discovered, Blue Rising. It's gonna be not now, but then in a band discovery next time. Okay. Oh my God. Again, just a band from freaking, I don't know, somewhere in the middle of nowhere, America. Mm-hmm. Those guys play better than <laughs> like 80% of the bands I heard. Mm -hmm. And they're just starting out. I mean, th these are the people that you have to uh, set yourself against. And, and also, you have this myopic vision on, on top of the fact that uh, all your friends and family said, oh my God, you're so, such, uh, mm -hmm. so, so great. You are comparing yourself, let's say you're in bumfuck Idaho. Mm -hmm. You're comparing yourself with the, with the bands from bumfuck Idaho. You, you need to compare yourself with the bands from New York, from Texas, yep. from California, from Europe. From, uh, from Europe. I mean, that should be your benchmark. It, it, it's exactly like being in high school in Bumfuck, Idaho and thinking, oh, I'm really good here, so I must be able to get into Harvard. No, <laughs> you need to fight all the people around the entire world to get into Harvard. And it's the same thing in the music industry. Yep, exactly. Very well put. Um, so... Anything from this article you want to take, or you want to go to the next one? Yeah, I'll just I'll take the nail one, right. the, the the other one because it's an interesting discussion point. Two, nobody cares about local music, and to some true. extent, this is true. Uh, and uh, it's I would say a little less true in Europe, but even there, you you have an issue. If if not, I mean, here you have a big issue. People just don't show up until later on until in the, day. the headlining band. Yeah, and then or the band that came for it. Exactly, and then they miss everything. But even if they don't, like even even back in Romania, when you have a big festival, a big show, and you have local bands playing, and then you start seeing the international acts, mm -hmm. everyone just goes over there and immediately expects everything to suck before the. They don't even give in the benefit of a doubt. People just I, like. I think that's good. Yeah. Why? I think that's good. Why? Uh, well, if you have people going there expecting it to suck, and then your band's really good, that makes you look even better. Yeah, I, I, if people even pay, pay attention. Like, for example, when I went with my guys, and we're musicians, dude. Yep. I mean, I'm not talking about Joe Schmo, who mm -hmm. goes there and doesn't freaking... So we're, we're, we're musicians, and we went to a whole bunch of <laughs> big open-air festivals. Mm -hmm. And we used the beginning of the day, where all the local bands play, to get food, to talk, mm -hmm. to bullshit, whatever. Whenever the international acts start going, we're up front, everyone is silent, everyone is listening to. Yeah. The problem is you don't even, 
you're somewhere, you know, fucking around. You, you're not even listening to the band that could be the next freaking Metallica. Yeah. So that's that's the issue that I that I see. And then I, I've seen, look, we've played a big open air show once and it was our luck that we're like a little later on in the day, we were uh, closing the opening acts. Yeah. So it's the, not shitting you, the biggest festival, the, the biggest rock show in, in, in Romania. And we're talking about 80,000 people that mm -hmm. were there. The first bands, I'm not shitting you, they played, and they played on the main rock stage. Yeah, yeah. They had a big open field with maybe 10 people. Oh, that would suck. Knowing and there's 80,000 people Exactly, there. and ending the day, you couldn't see a fucking blade of grass. It was packed by tens of thousands of people. Now that to me is sad. When your band came on, how many was up there? Uh, it was probably a couple of thousand. Yeah. Still shitty, no, but no. it's better than, you know, freaking 10, man. Yeah. And we were some of those 10, a yeah. band that was supposed to play a little later on. <laughs> so actually there were like five. Oh, man. So that that's what I mean. It's, uh, okay. Uh, this was more of the, the discussion point yeah, yeah, than actually reading point. what the... But th that's exactly what one of the things that I've, that I've, that I've seen. Um... A lot of people don't give local bands the benefit of a doubt, even though every single freaking band you listen to was a local, a local band the one they time won't or listen to them until yeah. they're signed. Yeah, until but and then one of the national touring yes. acts, and then use the chicken and the egg problem. Well, if you don't listen to me, how can I get signed? Exactly. <laughs> That's where you got to be yeah. thoroughly good. Yeah, talented. That goes to, it's a circle of life, and that's why it goes back to the other discussion we're talking about. Circle is of circle of life. That's <laughs> where it goes back to the other discussions of if you suck, you're not gonna make it. Uh, but then again, like you just said earlier, yeah. you've gotta have a roster of very talented people. You can't have one that's sl slacking, then you're not gonna make it, period. So yeah. What what I think what always yeah. made it and what, what what you could always do is you need to find people who are in signed bands or who are in labels or and they have to start liking you. Mm -hmm. Connections you, is everything. You have to have a big band that you open for, that they like you. This is what happened in in in, uh, in Romania when we played, we, we opened for, 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 for Sepultura. They liked us because they, they, they wanted the uh, uh, recordings of everyone that was opening up for them. Mm -hmm. And uh, they got hundreds of recordings and then they selected like three bands. Mm -hmm. Uh, they had to buy tickets and then one band, which is our band, which was like, they play right before us and they don't have to buy tickets or anything. They, have, they don't have to sell tickets so, yeah, you yeah. Know, for, for the show. So it wasn't a buy-in thing. And, uh, you know, had we had our shit together and everything and spend more time with them and blah, 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 and weren't from Romania, which is at that time we weren't part of the European Union. So, you know. We could have said, hey, guys, can't we go on tour with you? Can, and then shit like that has happened before. Oh, yeah. You know, but because of the way the thing was structured, whatever, that wasn't possible. But you hit one of the, one thing like that and that's it. You then then you're already starting to to play on a whole different level. Then uh, very true. All right. Very next true. one, you do the next one. OK, um, let's see if we can find a good point here. Um, We'll go on to the next article in that, and then we'll wrap this discussion up. Um, 
10 signs that a musician might have a huge ego problem. Okay, uh, they'll want to think they're so talented at everything they do, no matter what anybody says. That's kind of what we were talking about. In other words, a lot of them will want to think that they are like God or something. Uh, they get criticized by somebody, they'll get all defensive. I've seen that quite a bit. I mean, yeah. that's that's day and night, man, in, in the music industry, especially rock. And that goes to, goes to exactly what we were saying is... Is there's a lot of people out there that absolutely fucking suck, but then they think they're amazing because they've been told by a million people that they are. All right. They'll want as much publicity as possible. They'll want to be all over the internet, radio, newspapers, etc. Uh, they'll look at themselves like they are some sort of local celebrity or something. Very true. Uh, moving along, they call themselves headlining act. They'll want to headline a show and play last every gig. Well, depending on what sometimes playing last, isn't it? Yeah, <laughs> it's so funny whenever you see yeah. the bands that think they're headliners and they bitch about it and bitch about it, and then the promoter's like, yeah, sure. Yeah, I'll sure. Play you last. I'll play you last. And they don't realize that it's everybody's like gone Five by people. <laughs> Which goes back to what we were talking about. Nobody stays. Yeah, that's that's a big issue. Which is another shitty thing. So the, the industry's changing. Uh, local bands are becoming privy to, uh, we don't want to play last. We want to play right in the middle. Yeah. Which, that goes to another discussion. You hear people bitching about, oh, these local bands need to know their place and blah, blah, blah. Um, that uh, it, it's so wrong of them to ask for a certain spot. For one, we sell the tickets. For number two, I mean, I think it should be based on who's better. Honestly, well, I, I'll just throw it out there. But that, that's another issue. Let's say band A is freaking, I don't know, the best band you've ever heard in your life. Let's do a fan vote. But they, they sold 20 tickets. Yeah. Band B is the shittiest fucking band you've ever heard. They sold 100. But they sold 100 tickets. They will be in a better spot than band A. Well, that's going to the pay-to-play promoting chip, exactly. you know? I mean... Now, you hope that at least in time, people will start liking the band A more and they'll start being able to to sell more tickets yeah. but still it's still when, when you when you go to a show mm-hmm. and you see that opening the show is a fucking killer band yeah and then the bands afterwards suck it's a really lopsided weird experience yes it is i think it should honestly and this should be all there is discussed about it i literally think if you can sell a decent amount of tickets not like a crazy amount but a decent amount every time to where the promoter's happy and you're good then it should be based on who's better honestly it's the fucking music industry it's a business it's based on who is better just like you said we don't want the show to be lopsided then if you're a good promoter you'll put the bands in order of talent you know what I'm saying Yeah, that then- would make the fan more likely to come to more shows but if you compare it to the music industry, let's say I make a cell phone company. I make a phone that's three times better than your freaking shitty iPhone 7. Mm. All right. <clears throat> Still, Apple's going to kick my ass because they'll be able to with their huge uh, marketing uh, empire, or whatever, to sell more of that shitty phone than my amazing freaking 
ultra fast, super stable, <coughs> everything yeah. phone. <coughs> so even though that new band may be freaking amazing, it's still how many tickets can you sell? Or maybe well, like, that's exactly how many phones can you sell? Well, that's exactly what I said. If you're a band and you sell the minimum amount that needs to be sold and the promoter's happy, then I think at that point it should be based off talent. I think promoters should doesn't matter. Hey, we're putting you on the show anyway, so that's that's your honor. You get to play, <coughs> and we're letting you play, but I don't want to hear no riffraff about it. It's based, I don't care how many tickets you sell, it's based on who's riff better. It's based <laughs> on who is better. And we're going to go ahead and end this uh, discussion, but one thing I want to tell to local bands out there who think they're the shit. Don't be a dick. Don't be a dick. <laughs> know your role. Smell what, the, smell what the rock's cooking. <laughs> Check yourself before you get wrecked, son. Okay. All um, right. Moving on to our segment, Rock Industry News of the Week. No and way. Number one is Hailstorm offers advice to young bands. Absolutely do it because you love it. All right. Hailstorm is... They're a pretty well-known band right now. Um, Hailstorm frontwoman uh, Lizzie Hale uh, and drummer R.J. Hale, uh, their brother and sister. Their brother and sister, damn! Uh, when the band, that. yeah, they, they are. Uh, when the band, I think uh, Lizzie Hale's been performing since she was like 13 years old, if I am correct. Uh, that's why she has such a prominent and powerful voice. Interesting. Uh, when the band played in New Zealand this past January. You can now watch the chat below, blah, blah, blah. This is where the article started. Um, asked what piece of advice they would give to bands that are uh, just starting out. Lizzie, number one is absolutely do it because you love it. Don't do it for any other reason. There we go. A lot of bands are doing it. Oh, I'm going to get famous. I want, I want the money. What? I want the money. I shouldn't do it for the chicks. Well, we're a local band right now. How come we're not getting paid? How come we're not getting paid? Oh, my God. I, I shouldn't do it for the chicks. I mean, you can, but Damn. that would be incorrect. Right? That's my motivation. <laughs> All right. Don't do it for any other reason other than the fact that you love it. We've seen so many bands just crumble because their idea of success is money or getting people to know you and all that stuff. We are perpetually like 14 inside. We haven't really grown up and we still get that same feeling right before a show. And it's like we're 14 again. And it's because we love it. It has nothing to do with any of the petty things. Exactly. So she's been singing since she was 14, not 13. No. Ah, was, you lied close. to me. I was close. Uh, she continued, play your instrument, practice, play in front of as many people as you can, anywhere that they'll let you play. <clears throat> Just play as much as you can play. Uh, when we started out, our first gigs were in coffee houses, where the rule was you had to be quieter than the cappuccino machine. Oh, shit. It's really crazy. And then, really, just find people that you love and that you're willing to live two feet from each other. That's exactly that's, touring. That's a big issue. Yeah, that is a big issue, too. And probably another thing, too, uh, we tell a lot of young bands that are just starting out, it's about the journey. There is no real end to it. It's about continuing. So even though, like, okay, this is cool. We've been a band for a long time. We've had some success. But there's always something next. Um... Added RJ, I get this question, RJ the drummer, uh, a lot. When was the moment you realized you made it? And it's been such a long and steady thing, we're just continuing, we just keep going. And I see a lot of bands, they get close, 
and they get signed by a label or they get dropped or it doesn't quite work out and they just kind of give up or fizzle out. But you never know what opportunities are right around the corner. So another good piece of advice for upcoming bands is, hey, it's going to take a long time. It's going to take a long, long time. And that's why you've got to love it because you're going to put that drive behind it and you've just got to outlast them all pretty much. Exactly. That's exactly what I'm saying. Like, unless your band sucks, and then you can put all the, <laughs> put all the time in it you want. But I completely agree with her statement. His like, statement. Oh, RJ and hers. It, it is going to take a long time. It's going to take a long, long time. But as long as during that long, long time, you do it because you absolutely love to do it, then that's what's going to make it, man. If you, I mean, if you have that little ounce of talent, of course, that helps. But... Not going to band practice thinking, oh shit, how much are we going to get paid this next show? How much are we going to get paid? Um, when are we going to go on the road? When are we doing this? Or not like, going to the band practice at all? No, it, it's about it's about the love of the music, man. Like, uh, my previous band, Profit Zero, I named it Profit Zero because it's not about the money. It's about the music. And if you do it for the love of the music, then the money will come. So, uh, that's my quote. So then you wouldn't have Profit Zero anymore. Well, that, that's just a point. <laughs> Uh, Hellstorm's third covers EP, Reanimate 3.0, the covers EP was released on January 6th via Atlantic. The effort was produced by uh, a lot of names. Nick Rasculines of Foo Fighters, Allison Chains and Korn. Reanimate 3.0 covers EP follows Hellstorm's previous covers, uh, 2011's Reanimate. Lizzie recently told Swedish outlet Rocks fringe that Hailstorm is continuing to write material for its next album tentatively later this year. The new record will follow up 2015's Into the Wildlife, which was criticized by some fans for veering too far into the pop music territory. Ooh. All right, that was wrapping up Hailstorm's advice to upcoming bands. Mm-hmm. All right, on to the next. Do you agree with that advice? I do. I agree with it. I agree with uh, just do it because you love it, man. That's the only reason I do it. It's because I absolutely love it. I wouldn't do it for any other reason because trust me, I've ruined a lot of relationships because I didn't stop rock music and, uh, you know, there's been a lot of heartbreak. There's been a lot of heartache and it's all because I just wanted to continue the dream of becoming a rock star. Aww. So, just keep on doing what you love to do. That's my advice as well. The show must well. go on. Huh? That's the show must go on. The show must a... go on. Uh, Elvis has not left the building. Okay, honey. So Jason, we're talking about Jason Newstead, says it cost him hundreds of thousands of Jesus of dollars trying to build Newstead band. The hell is I wonder what band is he talking about because I watched the Netflix. No, oh, I watched the news or the Metallica, some kind of monster, and oh, it, the Echo or anything, yeah. Yeah, it was a documentary yeah. of like no, pretty much. Right he has a left. band now called Newstead. Oh, I didn't know that. See, yeah. uh, I wonder how come the. Acid Bath, what was it called? The what? Acid Bath, what was that band that he started right after he left Metallica? Acid Bath, Echo Brain. Echo Brain. <laughs> um, I wonder why they didn't like come to fruition. And I mean, I'm sure a lot of people went to it, but no idea. by that point, he had made millions of dollars. I know. Did he keep it? Probably. Uh, he's still making, because I'm, I'm sure he still for gets royalties, royalties from previous albums. But... Uh, uh, in that uh, in the documentary, you had uh, what's his name, uh, Lars Ulrich. So you're like, oh man, Metallica's gone, and this is the future. Yeah, man, his my uh, bassist had just left. Man, he's the new. He's yeah, the new thing. He's the Metallica's future. Old. Yeah, 
<laughs> it's just like, and then he offers Jesus a new basis. We, we want to give you a million dollars to join a band. Oh, man. And I think I did his accent pretty well. Yes. Hey, Metallica, don't you need the new drummer? Yeah. <laughs> I can use a million dollars. How about a new vocalist? <laughs> I can do Understand Man. <laughs> All right. So, former Metallica bassist Jason Newstead spoke um, about his decision to uh, shelf Newstead. <gasps> so, that's it? He's done with it? Nah. The heavy metal project he operated between 2012 and 2014. Okay, so he shelved it a whole bunch of years ago. I'm not, I'm not following this guy at all. <laughs> what? Yeah. Uh, so there were a couple of things that were very good and then a couple of things that were very bad, he said. When it came down to the money stuff and just having to wear all the hats and doing the writing, the singing, the playing. and Why wouldn't he let the rest of the band do any of that? It was too much of a load. I do not know. Hmm. The good things that happened were the shows came off very well and we were received very well. European tour was fantastic and I got a couple of good opportunities open for Iron Maiden and Sonisphere and uh, the Download Festivals. Um, those are wonderful. Respect being shown um, that I couldn't have maybe predicted. So we got respect from generations of bands that follow Metallica and Voivod and people... We thought uh, without we thought without yeah. knowing it. Hmm. Yeah. Um, so he continued that I, he did the Newstead band thing uh, at his fiftieth birthday to prove that I still had the guts and I could still go and show these guys half of my age uh, <laughs> and run them around the stage. Yeah. I mean, well, he's. Uh, I, I liked him when he was in Metallica. I've got to uh, be honest, I just didn't like him. Well, I didn't like his look. I didn't like he the was, way. I didn't like the way he played on stage. I don't know. I I, I quite liked him. It's uh, I don't know. I I like him more than Trujillo. Yeah, I like that Indian dude. He's badass. I know. I just he's too different from the other Metallica yeah. members. Too. Very true. <laughs> he's kind of like the. Okay, what band did this guy come from? He still, to, to, to this day, looks like a guest player mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Uh, in, in Metallica. But Newstead was more of like, okay, this is the... But he's coming up on the same amount of time in Metallica that Newstead was. Yes, yes. And that's crazy to think about. Yes, but this guy was in the more... Uh, money making... Cash. Nah. No. Is Metallica making more money now than they used to? I think so. Really? Oh, yeah. They're fucking Madison Square Garden sold out kind of shit. Like, they're making bank. Yes, but they sold tens of millions of albums Doesn't before. Doesn't matter, like, the, 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 the amount of merchandise they're selling now. Like, the sold-out arenas. Like, I think they're making uh, more now. I don't know. Anyway, so, uh, I knew I could still take it um, to them, and I had to prove that to myself. But we started going, we got people like uh, Mike Mushok from Stained to play... And having that kind of talent around uh, you uh, inspired you to do better and inspired me to want to take it around and show off to people. Uh, so he said that it cost me an awful lot of money, hundreds of thousands of dollars, to say, take the Newstead band around uh, to the 22 countries we played. Uh, so he he probably funded, and then signed early where he probably yeah. funded the... Everything, everything. The tour buses, yeah. the traveling, the gas... Yeah. Everything. Food, money for them every day. Yeah. Hmm. Yeah, but he didn't get paid at all those gigs? 
I would think he's probably making thousands of dollars a gig. Yeah. I mean, he's new instead of It's not like he's Joey I mean, if Pablo Mudd is still getting $20,000 a show. Yeah. And Wes is acting the way he is on stage and still getting paid $20,000 a show. Yeah. And playing 300 days a year. Do the math. 300 times 20,000. What? Do they play that much? Mm -hmm. They tour pretty much all year. Yeah. Anyway. Uh, I would. <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah. But it was uh, worth it for the lessons I learned and the respect that was shown uh, that was shown to us and the uh, camaraderie of the band. But I couldn't continue because the business is such a harsh thing now and so different than I had known. Yeah, so he's talking about how it was, how the business was in the 80s versus how it is now. Which is going to be an upcoming topic. Yeah. Uh, which... If you still be in Metallica, the business, I think for the big bands, the business is still the same way it's been in the 80s. Yeah. I think for the new bands, it's just the business model is gone. Yeah. Because um, they've already reached a certain plateau. Yeah. So, uh, in Jason in February 2014 canceled an appearance at Australia's Soundwave Festival with New State Sunday, private and personal circumstances. The cancellation followed more than a year of intense touring and promoting activities surrounding the release of Newstead Metal EP. Um, uh, and the following Apple uh, album, Heavy Metal Music, both of which were Positive. positively received by critics <laughs> and finally. Yeah, I, I've heard, I've I listened I to how many albums I sold. Metal EP, and it was, it has a... How's the singer? The songs were okay. He, he was the singer. The, the songs were okay, but even good, but just that. I mean, it wasn't something that you'd like remember afterwards. Well, how was the vocals coming from him? Because I remember the, the band he started right afterward. Acid Trip. <laughs> Echo Brain. Echo Brain. I remember that. <laughs> he wasn't the vocalist. This acid Trip thing. He wasn't the yeah, vocalist. Yeah, he wasn't the vocalist. Yeah, on this one he was. Hmm. After... Uh, Staying uh, mostly out of the public eye for a couple of years, Newstead rejoined Canadian metal innovators Voivod on stage during June uh, 2016 concert at uh, Slim's in San Francisco, California. He has since uh, formed a couple of new acoustic projects, one of which uh, completed a short West Coast tour last September. Uh, he, he left Metallica uh, in 2001 and was... That just seems like... I thought he left it back in like the early 90s, so mm. he had done no. made millions and millions yeah. of dollars. Uh, uh, but was inducted in the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame along with uh, guitarist, vocalist, Headfield, drummer Lars, and guitarist Kirk. Um, and the man who so replaced him. So they all him. got inducted. I, I agree yeah. with that. <laughs> yeah, no, yeah, for sure. Now, I don't know about the new member. Like, for example... Uh, let's say our band makes it freaking to the top or whatever. Or let's say I join Metallica now. Should I be inducted in the whole Rock and Roll Hall of Fame too? I no, I don't think you should. But Trujillo was inducted. Yes, but but he didn't make any of the albums that actually freaking look, look, revolutionized no, rock. Jason left Metallica back in two thousand one, but was inducted in the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame alongside. In 2009. Yes. They had written a lot of albums from then. Yeah, but not nothing that sold even freaking but a quarter of what... 
he they were inducted <laughs> because of the Black Album, because of uh, Injustice for All. But that's because why of... they decided to still induct Jason Newstead and Robert because it's not about the albums they wrote. It's about the live performance that they put on in the damn near 10 years, you know? Like, I agree with inducting Robert Trulio as well. Like, because he had been with them for almost 10 years. Trulio. I want to hear that. I want to hear it. All right, that All right. was the article. That of was Jason Mr. Newstead. Newstead with his uh, Newstead band. Okay, your, All right. your turn, Mr. Man. All right, moving on to the next article. Both my Valentine frontman, the creative juices never stop. Oh, the juices. Juices. Is this cranberry juice? It's yeah, grapefruit juice. On November 25th, Morgan Richards interviews conducted an interview with guitarist slash vocalist Matt Tuck of Welsh Meddlers Bullet My Valentine. I did not know they were Welsh. Hmm. Learn something new every day. That explains a lot. I guess. Da, da, da. Da, da, da. At the first show of the band's recent UK headline tour, you can now watch the chat below. A couple of experts excerpts follow. <laughs> very a lot of experts. Yeah. <laughs> On Bullet My Valentine's latest song, Don't Need You, which was released as a standalone single last November, Matt, the creative juices never stop. Really, it's just getting opportunities during a touring cycle to put them down. So that three-week window that we had before we recorded Don't Need You was the only time we had off this year, damn, where we were able to do anything. So yeah, the creative juices never turn off. It's just finding the time to capture them and release them, let alone just demo them somewhat. But we had three weeks. We knew the tour was coming up. We thought, let's do something cool and get everyone excited and refresh the vibe. What do you think about Wolf My Valentine? I have mixed opinions. I mean, you explain. You explain. They're okay, but they're not the band that uh, I would necessarily find myself picking to listen to. Why? I don't know. They're just not your niche. Well, they. I mean, I like bands that sound I like, like older them. music. Yeah, well, that that too. No, I, I like their new new stuff as well. It's just I don't know. There's something about it that doesn't. It's, it's not even necessarily that it's too generic. It's just not, I don't know, just doesn't make Do me gravitate to... Although other bands that sound similar to to them, I sometimes pick up to listen to. But yeah. yeah. I don't know. All right. On Bullock My Valentine previously <coughs> announced plans to release an EP before the end of 2016. Matt, Don't Need You is the EP we used up every single hour of every day we had off in that three-week window, and that's what we came out with. We had expected to do more than one song, but it started to take on such a good vibe that we wanted to spend all the time on making sure that this track was just killer. That's what... Okay, he just nailed it right there. You have all these bands and these local bands and stuff, and their members pressuring them, come on, man, write song after song after song. Just write these lyrics, right? No. They spent three weeks on one song, right? It's sometimes it takes that long to, to make it the way it needs to be. You can't just force a song out and expect it to be good. Yeah, I, still, I, I still don't understand. I mean, three weeks every hour that they were awake working on one song to me, it seems to you start not seeing the forest for the trees. You have to take 
breaks every once well, in a while. Well, yeah, I mean, I think there has, they're exaggerating that. I mean, okay. I think they did, but... All right. So that's what we did. Instead of writing a bunch of stuff for the sake of it, and we're so glad we did, because it's such a quality track now, and we just gave it time and attention it deserved on being masters of their own destiny. Damn. We've been very lucky that we have achieved everything we set out to do. We've always done it by our own rules, not having anyone dictate what we should do, how we should sound, uh, what to do next. Everything we do and everything that's came out from this band has been purely us. So that's kind of the way we roll, and that's the way we will continue to roll. It's just kind of enjoy every moment, really. What do you think about all that? Yeah, I mean... Uh, I think every band that's made it has done that. Because it, it's not something that you can fake. If someone comes and says, okay, Tyson, reggae album. If you don't feel like making a reggae album, it won't come out right. Yeah. Uh, so I, I think every band that actually made it actually played what they liked to play and what yeah. they felt like playing at that time. Absolutely. Uh, otherwise, it's forced and it doesn't come out right. All right, and that is wrapping up our news for the week on rock and roll. Oh my and God, so much rapping. I know. All right, and we're gonna switch the lineup from now on. And after our news, we're gonna start doing band discoveries. <gasps> because Man, this is so extreme. That's the way we want to do it. And that's, that's the, the way, way we roll. roll. Exactly. Touche. All right. My band discovery for the week is a band called Cover Your Tracks. Uh, formed in 2014 uh, from the ashes of previous bands, which included Woe Is Me um, and a few other bands. The result of all that trial and error is a debut album, uh, Fever Dream, hailing from Atlanta, Georgia. That's pretty much what I got on them. So... Look up, cover your tracks. Uh, they have their first album, what Fever Dream. Play? And it's just amazing. I would uh, compare it to like Crown the Empire, Asking Alexandria, but a little bit more mainstream, I would say. Not as much just in your face heaviness. So, really good. Look up, cover your tracks. Mm-hmm. All right, Victor, what is your band okay. discovery? Well, I'll tell you, Tyson, right okay. now. So. My band discovery is Soen, S-O-E-N. He's a progressive uh, metal supergroup consisting of various high-profile extreme metal musicians. So, um, <clears throat> you have uh, the original lineup was Opeth drummer Martin Lopez, uh, ex-Death Testament and the sadist bassist Steve DiGiorgio. Mm-hmm. Which is one of my favorite basses of all time. All time. Willow Tree vocalist Joel Echoes. Echoes. What a name. Echoes. Willow Tree. Yeah. Uh, and guitarist Kim Platzbards. Kim Osabi? Platzbards. Ah, sorry, dudes. I'm fucking up your name. Destroying it. Mm-hmm. But you don't have easy names to pronounce. So they have, uh, they were formed in February 2012, and they have three albums. The latest one is called Likaya, hmm. 2017, and they're amazing. You like it? Absolutely amazing. Hmm. It's uh, uh, quickly climbing to one of my favorite bands of all time. Really? So they don't have enough stuff out there. I usually hold off on this because, uh, you know, to me, to me, unless you have five, six albums, I'm kind of like, yeah. 
So I'm still waiting to see if they don't fuck it up. Yep. But until now, they definitely have my vote. Awesome. What else do we got? Tyson? All right, we are moving on to our interview oh for my the God. week. Um, we have one a fun th- one today. Uh-huh. We do. Uh, it's once again time for our interview of the week. And this episode's interview is with a talented band by the name of Davy Suicide. The name Suicide is a constant reminder that unless we kill ourselves, there's no ceiling for what we are capable of. Hailing from Unholywood, California, uh, Davy Suicide is cultivating the underground by fusing arena rock, gutter grit, sleaze, and theatrics into their own new brand of industrial rock. The band, which features Davy Suicide along with Draven Davidson, Needles, Nico Gemini Nico. and Nico and Derek Obscura of uh, yeah Obscura uh, distills heavy metal industrial and punk into anthems that are corrosive as they are catchy rock fans haven't gone anywhere suicide exclaims they just need a reason to fall in love again formed in 2010 suicide played a few huge shows in Hollywood before gathering the attention of a couple indie labels and the original manager of Lincoln Park. So, lo and behold, Davy Suicide's interview. Also, 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 before okay. we go there, Nico hails from Mother Russia. Yes, yeah, so you we had to, to say that. there. <laughs> All, right. All right, enjoy the interview. Podcast. My name is Tyson. This is Victor, and we are with. Okay. Where are you guys headed tomorrow? Uh, Springfield, Missouri. It's nice. I like the Bass so Pro Shop. Three hours, two and a half. Yeah. So, yeah. Not too far. Yeah. Oh yeah. Finally. <sighs> yeah. What did you guys think of the, the set tonight? Like that was good. It's good. I wish. I mean, I wish the aftershock uh, stage was deeper. You know. <laughs> we play here. Uh, we're with the band Tyrant Sun. Uh, uh-huh. It's a local act around here. And he is from Europe, uh, Romania, and he always has to put his drum set to the side because it's so fucking huge. Yeah. So it, yeah. It, it, we, I don't have much area to sing. So yeah. it, it's hard. It, it's very hard. Okay. You guys ready? Yeah. yeah. Yep. Uh, this is Rock Channel. My name is Tyson Victor, and we are with, and you guys state the name of the band. So, yeah. yeah, okay. All right. Ready? Hey, how's it going? This is the Rock Channel Podcast. My name is Tyson. And I'm Victor. And we are with... Davey Suicide. Suicide. Hell yes. Awesome. And your name, sir? Nico. I play guitar. <laughs> he does? I'm Davey. I'm Davey. Yes, yes. Awesome. I have got to say, we just watched them live tonight. Yeah, no. Oh my fucking God. You guys put on one hell of a fucking show. Thank you. Thank yep. you. Like, have you guys been working on that stage show, like, uh, like... For a while now, like Jesus. I mean, you know, you play hundreds of shows and you get you get acquainted with each other. Yeah. And I don't know. We we bond and, and we just feed off each other. And everyone in the band is, is a front man at their position. And Absolutely. That's, I've never heard well, that spoken before. That's amazing. Yeah. That, that yeah. that's an amazing yeah. way to put that. We're it, fortunate. It comes pretty natural to us. Like yeah. everything, we develop something. We we like it. We keep you know keep working with it. And then next door we add something new. And we always just you know whenever we're bored with it, we just cancel it. Yeah, hey, absolutely. Yeah. Fuck scratch. Awesome. <laughs> All right. Uh, the first question of of the night is going to be Davy Suicide. Where did it come from? The name. 
Um, Where's that baby? Yeah. That's you. <laughs> yes. I mean, yeah. I, I just coined it. I, I was kind of going through some low moments, and I just... Mm-hmm. I've always thought that unless you stop yourself from doing something, there's no really, there's no reason you can't achieve what you want. Yes. I guess when I put suicide as my name, I I just wanted that as a reminder of that. And it's easy. It's easy to to back down on stuff. But then you realize when you start going the extra mile, there's a lot less traffic. And and I think that that's something that we have all encapsulated together because we've all go, we all go above and beyond like expectation on a regular basis. So the power of positivity, it's just, it's enormous, man. Like, it's what the It's an empowering can... thing, I think, you know. I think you will something and, and you will get it eventually. Absolutely. You know, Dude, fight through the turbulence. Dude, that's fucking amazing. Like, just the power of positivity. And people don't realize that, that if you just put your mind towards something and work toward it, you will achieve it. At, at one point or another, you will. All right, question two. All right, so uh, musical influences, what... Uh, you think got you into rock to start with or just any music in general like uh, from what your father showed you yeah I mean for me Guns N' Roses Metallica Pantera um, Manson Eminem uh, those were my initial probably all amazing artists yeah I've always been into polarizing people I've always kind of seen the world a little differently than the next person and I've been attracted to people that I guess I related to and maybe that's why I like the bands that I like. And yeah. I've always loved Guns N' Roses because they were the band that I felt that every position had someone special for every person growing up that wanted to be in a band. Yeah. And I thought that yeah. was fantastic. And then you say Manson and Eminem and everything. The, each one of those artists captivated people. And that's yeah. what you're saying. The polarizing. The, the, yeah. They... they they uh, captured the imagination. They captured everything about it, and they were entertainers. They were performers. Like, just. And, and Eminem was the underdog in a in a you know a differently dominated yeah. genre. Yeah. And yeah. I thought it was remarkable how he took it just to a new level, and and he brought you into his world, and he took you on a roller coaster. And yeah. I think that's what music is. It's the peaks and valleys. And yeah. It's not just one aspect. It's it's doing everything. You know. Sure. So. Yeah. Nico, what would you be your, your musical influences? Well, for me, I just had no choice because my dad would come home like after a party, like yeah. super late, and blast ACDC. Oh, come on! And then I started watching the videos, and I saw Angus Young doing all this crazy shit. And yeah. I'm like, I can, I want to do that, you know? Like, I would like to do that. You know? That so, is awesome. And then from there, it just went all, all classic rock, like the Purple with Zeppelin, going mm-hmm. into metal like Metallica, Megadeth and all that stuff, new metal, System of a Down, Papa Roach and, and just it keeps evolving because I like I mm-hmm. like to discover new bands and I like yeah. to be inspired by something that's happening right now so like I always on YouTube researching okay. videos and what would taking be your notes. top bands now? Like uh, modern, like you've heard lately or uh yeah in this moment it's gotta be in there. oh there you go Mariah uh, yeah, yeah in this that. moment uh, definitely stepping up uh I mean, basically, bands that are around us, Motionless and White, you know, working really hard, and, uh, I mean, Papa Roach is still great, you yeah. know. Five Finger. Five Finger. Five Finger. Five Finger. Five yeah. Moody. Yeah. Absolutely. The new Bring Me the Horizon stuff's pretty good. Do you like I Prevail? Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, yeah, that's, yeah, he doesn't, he's not as modern into okay, that. Okay. I'm not into, the, like, the Warped Tour bands. Yeah, I, yeah. I don't really care about I got gotcha. you. I, I like the metalcore, like, Bring Me the Horizon, I Prevail. Yeah, um, yeah. Who would also be like uh, of my men, of my men. Yeah, yes. I like that stuff too. I like that kind of. Uh, but your guys' set tonight, man, it, it captivated me. It, it moved me. 
Like, it, you guys did something. It, it's magical, man. That, that's that's what music's about, and it's just it moves people. So, kudos to you guys, man. You guys are doing the fucking yeah. thing. It was amazing. So, Thanks, guys. So, um, so you got your modern, you got your other ones, and any other bands you want to throw out there? Just uh, I think we named uh, a bunch already to kind of okay. grasp it. Awesome. Okay. Uh, next question. I would say. When you're not doing music, what would be your inspirations, your hobbies, your your, your things you want to do besides music? Say you're on the tour bus. Uh, like, what do you go go to besides music? Like, what are your? You don't understand what I'm saying. I mean, for like, me, that's easy because I okay. do a lot of stuff artistically on the side. Like, I paint, I tattoo. Okay. Um, I do uh, designs for a line called Killers Never Die. Um, I do designs for bands, artwork. Killers stuff. Never Dies. And on Facebook, is that yeah? Killers everywhere? Never Dies. It's at Killers Never Dies. Is okay. the brand. It's a it's it's like a horror independent like serial killer type yeah line. Mm-hmm. Um, it's left of center, but it's cool. It's a very yeah. culty thing. Is that t-shirts? Is that t-shirts? Yeah, a lot of t-shirts, Amazing. prints, and stuff. And tattoos? Are are you uh, apprenticed? Are you going further? Than oh that? no, are I've, you... I've tattooed for a while. Okay. Yeah. So awesome. I, I I don't obviously I haven't worked in a shop for seven years, eight years. But, yes. Uh, but I, there's obviously talent behind it. Like, yeah. 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 I, I always drew. I mean, like when I was six, they threw me in art school. Okay. They couldn't control me, so they just tried to do something to <laughs> occupy my time, so yeah. they didn't have to occupy it for me. So, so I mean, I, yeah. so you do the tattoo work and the artistry. Uh, have you done anything for like album covers, stuff like that? Just yeah, like I did. You know, I do the art for all of our shirts. And stuff okay, like that. no, that's um, something that they want to hear. That's fucking amazing. Yeah, like the the album cover was kind of a collab. Like Needles helped out making the guy. Yeah, and I did like all the other stuff around it, and then. Uh, so Niels is a big artistic uh, yeah. guy and, and just voice in the band. Mm-hmm. Whether he's on tour with us or at home, like he helps a lot with sculpting mm-hmm. our sound. And That's stuff. amazing, dude. Yeah. I, I just got this recent tattoo. It's the golden ratio. You know, it's it's life, man. Everything comes comes back around full circle. Full you know, it's just it's life. I love tattoos. I love uh, music. Just everything is is about art. And it's yeah. about putting forth <coughs> what what were taught and sure. what you want to portray to the world you know so i completely respect everything you're doing man oh, yeah. you are amazing Thanks. and nico you as well man like you're fucking performing man dude you're doing the fucking thing that's amazing Thanks, all right man. next question sir what's your favorite part about being on tour that could be any aspect uh, i mean obviously meeting fans then seeing how it affects them is a very rewarding part of it um i just am reminding each day that we work together so well mm-hmm. and the camaraderie between us like yeah. we just we're pulling in the same directions and it's like when you're i realize this we have something special and it's, it's yeah. something that i every do. day when we when we, yeah. we we just work together and we just make things happen and 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 i just that's my favorite part because it remi- I'm reminded of it so often um, outside of meeting the fans and performing. Yeah. I mean, it, yeah, of course. <laughs> well, your chemistry on stage, yeah. you guys can uh, you can tell that. Yeah. And uh, it's hard to say. Uh, no names being dropped, but just any local bands that you see, and you know when you walk into a show, whenever the band members on stage have chemistry or not, uh-huh. and you guys have that chemistry that just fucking meshes, you know, and it, it, you guys just. Yeah. I think everyone's you read each other. Everyone's been doing music for some time now in the band, yeah. you know, so everybody's quite professional. And 
that helps. Yeah. You know, that helps definitely for us to be comfortable with each other, you know. Yeah. Absolutely. Absolutely. We talk about stuff, though. Like, if we do something cool, we'll be like, hey, Draven, we liked what you did here. Or they'll be like, hey, Davey, that was a good stage wrap in between this song. Or, yeah. You know, and, and... We, like, truly enjoy what we do, so... Yeah. yeah. Just helping each other. And answering the previous question about the favorite things on tour. Mm-hmm. I was thinking about this the other day, and what I like the most is for me, it's like surfing to people who really? surf. Yeah, it's like a way of meditation because like every time I go on tour, like I don't have. Oh, the, oh, the only thing I'm thinking about is to get to the next city and okay. play a good show, and the next day is the same way, and the next day is the same way. So it, really, yeah. it relaxes you in a way because that's that's what you like to do, and yeah. you're there for it, and you giving it 100. percent Absolutely. That just. I'm from small. Cool. I'm from small town Oklahoma, yeah. man. Uh, I went to Florida, uh, down in Miami, and me and my my best friend, we we went out in the ocean, and we got about a hundred yards out there, and you start seeing these four wheelers coming, yeah, going like this, and we're like, yeah, yeah, and I guess there was an undertow, and we were out there just trying to get the waves to hit us and uh-huh. shit, but I guess it was so dangerous, but you know, that's the only thing I know of the ocean, but surfing is it is it dangerous does it happen like like is it uh, do you have to watch out for stuff <laughs> I don't surf that much but every every time I surf I mean it's it can be dangerous you're playing with nature you know yeah yeah it's the, the risk is what what's cool about it that's amazing that, I don't know I just I guess I was an idiot not doing it but it was fun <laughs> fun just being a small town boy okay uh, next question we have to say this um, and I'm sorry if it's a stupid question or not but uh the fans like to know it's become kind of quite of a niche. Uh, Star Wars or Star Trek? Oh, that's easy. Star Wars all the way. Okay. And what would be your reason behind that? I, I just I'm more. The characters are more digestible to me. I, I think. I just think it's a little bit more creative. Yes. Uh, it's fan. It's fucking Star it's Wars. Amazing. That's the answer. It's amazing. Exactly. That, I don't even think the there's. I don't even think they're yeah. in the same ballpark. That's like little league in the major leagues yeah. to me. Like same answer. Neither. 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 Okay. <laughs> I'm that guy. It's yeah. that guy. All right. All right. I just don't care. About so, all right. But if I say, say you're on a desert island. He, he, he missed the boat because he was coming over from Russia. So yeah, I would be able to figure out my <laughs> yeah. situation. So, so what's next for the band? Yes. Uh, we have so many tours lined up this year, so this is the only thing we can announce right this second. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. But we are going to be crazy busy, which is exciting. Um, yeah. Our record comes out March 24th, which okay. we're excited about. Okay, that's perfect. If, they, if any of our fans knew about the record label scandal thing that happened last August, like that's done, we're free, okay. we own everything again. That's like, awesome. That's awesome. Uh, it's not very often that an artist goes and takes on a label and, and wins. they fucking win. Yeah. And uh, we have our fans to thank because that video that went viral, I mean, never in a million years did we think it was going to be is captivating and, and, yeah. and make an impact like that. So uh, the new record's coming out. We're going to put out a new sim- single soon. Um, and then we're, we got pre orders on DavySuicideMerch.com, which is we put some like one of a kind things like stage clothes. And, okay. Stuff that we DavySuicideMerch.com. Yeah. yeah. So uh, I, that's a big thing, and it, it's I don't know. We just wanted to offer some stuff that we didn't think that most bands would do. Yeah. Yeah. 
So, so it's like so different it's things thing. here and there. Maybe like a drum head, this. That. Some of the drum heads, some of the stuff worn in the video videos, like okay. the masks in the Too Many Freaks video. There's, uh, there's. I kept all the lyric sheets, the original yeah. drafts that I would do in the studio and, and at home, and Dude, I would that's... just keep crossing out stuff and doodling, and then bring yeah. them in. And I kept all of them for all the songs. Yeah. So we have the original ones of that, and we got them all framed for people. And that's cool. We signed like the borders of it and stuff. It's cool. So. It's um, awesome. I yeah. do the same thing. I'm a vocalist, so like I, I something else comes to my mind. Uh, two days later, I'm crossing that out, and I'm putting in parentheses. Yeah. This should look better here. Or this or that. It just it's. Well, I, I've seen them do it where you know the, the guy will write it out afterwards, yeah. and like you know, I mean, it's cool, I guess, but I, I think the authenticness of having exactly. the first one is the this I mean yeah. no one wants a redraft of the Declaration of Independence <laughs> exactly uh, <yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> I've never heard that before that's amazing I do everything in pencil so uh, you can see the erase marks and you okay. can see this you know okay. cross it out that's absolutely amazing uh, we do um, a thing on the Rock Channel podcast I think it's unique uh, it's called crazy one-time stories and it could be as you on stage something embarrassing something sexual it does not matter uh it could be you in the crowd as when you were younger uh something that was uh, memorable to you that happened it could be somebody told you about it just a crazy one-time story that happened in music for you that stands out and I, when you say those words something comes to your mind I well I, I i mean this might not be when we were driving in Pennsylvania, yes. I think we were leaving a truck stop, and I <laughs> oh, thought everybody shit. was in the van. <laughs> and uh, our drummer Draven had gone to yeah. the bathroom. We all went to the bathroom, but we, I think I, we thought he was asleep still. Yeah. And so we started driving away. Well, he didn't have his phone. His phone was in the van. So I was asleep, and my phone started ringing. It was his girlfriend. So like, why the hell is his girlfriend calling me at like oh, 11 a.m.? Yeah. She kept calling me over and over. And finally, I picked it up. I'm like, what? You better be dying. This better oh, be shit. good. And she's just like, you left Draven at the gas station. And we were like 20 miles away. No point. way. Yes. That is awesome. And so he had to call Collect. He called her Collect yeah. to get in touch with us. And because luckily, I woke up only... because my phone was on vibrate. So like, Did he think you kicked him out of the bed? <laughs> no. Well, that would be the only woman he knew to call is his girlfriend. Yeah. Because, you know, you don't remember numbers that anymore. Awesome. You know, no, I know. That, that's the even scarier part. Like, what yeah. if, I mean, what do you do? You don't call? do that to me. I know my yeah. mother's number, my dad's number, and that's it. That's I don't it. even think I know my mom's or my father's number. It's all cell phone now. Yeah. It's all in your phone. I mean, I know. I Siri, call my mom. Exactly. What happens. That is a scary technological fuck. You know, it just, that's crazy. So that, yeah, that, that's the story. Dude, I love that. That's what, an amazing what, what story. Let's go. I don't know, man. No, I mean, Come that's on. definitely one of the strongest oh. ones. Like, Come on, you have you have to have something from Mother Russia. Yes, we got some <laughs> stuff here. From Mother Russia? Uh, did, were you in bands there? Like, um, yeah. when you were overseas? Like You were on, like, Guitar Idol, though, right? Like, American Ooh. Idol. Like he was. Like, I've, been in, I've been in bands. Yeah, we've been on the TV and stuff. Tell some juicy story, Nico. I mean, right now, when you're asking, like, everything just... I know, I've been in blocks out. Brain. So this is the part that you cut, and then yeah. next time he's going to have a story prepared for the next exactly. one. Exactly. I've been in this shit then. <laughs> yeah. yeah. We do Let's bloopers and stuff if it comes to that, you know. It's going like, to remember the tour bus. Whatever you want to say, bus. man, it's completely unrated. Like, damn, I should have said that. I know, right? He wow. made out with Harambe before Harambe died. Oh, no. <laughs> Sorry, Jess. Oh. Didn't want to tell you that one. Uh, but yeah, I mean, I feel like the craziest 
thing about music and what happened with music is how connected everyone is. You know? Yeah. And then when yeah. you know what you want, life just kind of puts you together with like the right people, uh-huh. and then you realize that everyone knows each other and everyone on the same level with you, and you know, and doing the same thing, and everyone's you know how how you become in the part of that circle. That was the most yeah. magical thing to me too. Yeah, absolutely. Kind of observe. Yeah. That perspective. So. Moving on from here, uh, you guys, uh, your next tour stop is? Uh, Springfield, Missouri tomorrow. Okay, and then after that, we try to Omaha. do two in case people are yeah, we'll Omaha is not too far from here. So. Yeah, Omaha, Nebraska will be in uh, two nights, and then I think we're in uh, Iowa City. Okay. Mm-hmm. Uh, do you know the name of the bar at Omaha? No, but uh, you know, suicide.com. Just, Absolutely. We have uh, 23 more or 22 more shows without a day off coming up. Okay. And we have uh, 35 more shows left. I'm excited. Yeah, are you fucking excited? Where do you, you guys end up? I hate days off. I hear you, dude. You just got that itch to play. Where do you I guys end up, though? I sometimes need it just for my voice, you know. That's why I was kind of reluctant to do this today because I was like, ah. I hear you, dude. I, I got, uh, I have to go record out, vocals so. in the studio tomorrow. And I'm sitting there doing all this talking and everything, and it, it's like uh, superstition to me. Like, I don't want to talk. You know, I don't want to talk, but we'll see how it goes. Uh, this has been an amazing interview with Davey really Suicide. Nice yeah. I, I'm telling you, man, this has yeah. been something so fucking unique. You guys are doing the goddamn thing. Uh, where do you guys end up at, at the end of the tour? Uh, we'll be back in L.A. We back in L.A.? Yeah, we, we finished at Regent Theater downtown Los Angeles. Luckily. <laughs> yeah, I know. Um, yeah, so then we'll be home. All right, uh, looking up at Davy Suicide. Dot. Yeah, Davy Suicide. Everything. YouTube, Instagram, Twitter. Okay, awesome. And then Perfect. all the guys are, you know, you'll see. Yeah, you'll absolutely. See all the Instagram, guys. this, that, Facebook. Yeah. Okay, this has been an amazing interview with Davy Suicide from the Rock Channel podcast. My name is Tyson. I'm Victor. This Thanks is Davy Suicide. Nico, Davy, amazing. <laughs> hey, what's up? This is Nico. This is Davey of Davey Suicide, and you're listening to the Rock Channel Podcast. All right, all right, all right. So... Fun interview with uh, Davey Suicide. Yes, it was. Interesting characters. Well, both of them. <laughs> I loved them. No, it yeah, was we great. We had the Davey and Nico. And, uh, Davey Suicide and Nico, Jim and I, we just uh, yes. did their interview at uh, Aftershock in Kansas City. And no, it was a great interview. We did it yeah. outside, um, felt the fresh air, and we really, really, really felt like we got an interesting take on you know, yeah. what they're doing. And uh, it was uh, interesting to see how the interview <laughs> developed. Because it started off a little more formal, but then as we went into it, they I think they opened up a lot more as yes, well. Yes, so. they're a great couple of guys, so I yeah. really like Davy Suicide. You guys should check them out. Um, look up all their records, YouTube, etc., and check check them out on tour. So. All right, so now to our next segment of crazy stories that happened only one time. <laughs> it's where you email us at uh, www.therockchannel.net and tell us your crazy one-time story about the music industry. Where it be at the concert, performing at the show, you heard it from a friend, blah, 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 blah. We want to know all the crazy details. Uh, and until we get more emails stacked up, I guess we're going to use this time again to promote the show. Yes, come on, people. We are... Uh, 
Email us some crazy one-time stories. We know that you got them. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So we're a fairly uh-huh. new podcast still. Just uh-huh. at episode 10 right now, even though we've uh, hey, hey. had a few weeks of uh, missing out now. <laughs> yes, but yes. We're uh, going to get better and better with that. And we've been really stacked with the studio and just laying down drum tracks and... Uh, yeah, blame it on me. Bl- it's like I can't play drums, so it yeah. took this long for me to... I said and... <laughs> And we've been playing shows, so we're sorry about the couple weeks of uh, not putting out shows, but I promise, and we are actually in talks of maybe doing two shows a week, so there's a lot to stay tuned. Mm-hmm. All right, so uh, getting back to promoting the show, um, if you're just tuning in right now, you can find us on iTunes, Google Play Music, Overstacast, Stitcher, TuneIn Radio, and many, many others of your favorite or not-so-favorite outlets uh, for podcasts. Just look up SUP and subscribe, uh, free of charge, of course. Make sure that when you subscribe to our podcast, um, um, you can do it on iTunes or Android, but that you give us a good rating uh, and you write something about us, you give us a review, uh, that all of those things help us move up in the ranks, and we truly appreciate it. Uh, you can also follow us on Twitter. Twitter. Oh. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> he said it. I said it. Uh, rock channel underscore net. Or like us on Facebook. Uh, you can also find us on YouTube, the way we uh, put on these episodes, but also extra interviews that we, uh, that we take. It's a really interesting place to find us as well. Subscribe there. Um, and uh, again, like us, uh, uh, write something about it. Uh, that helps us immensely. Uh, so let's make the show skyrocket. Absolutely. All right. And this has been one hell of an episode. I've got to say that was episode 10. And we will be coming out with episode 11 next. And like I said just a second ago that we might start putting out two episodes. We just got to get everything in our ducks in a row. So, we're going to make this rock channel blast the fuck off. So, we have a lot of interesting interviews coming up. A lot of very, very interesting ones. And we got a lot more interviews that we're getting ready to go take. So, with that being said... um, Yeah, whatever he said. Uh, (laughs) Stay tuned for next week and our next adventure in this crazy world we call Rock and Roll. Until then, rock the fuck out with your clam out, people. All right, now fuck off. (laughs) No, don't do that.